I hope y'all ready. Y'all ready. <laughs> you don't know the power of the dark side. <laughs> that baby i had to take it uh, out of your out of your <laughs> studio real quick there we go <laughs> welcome guys episode what are we on here today 106 107 no 106 106 um so yeah to our our viewers um no wandavision this week um i know everyone's upset about that but now we're transitioning into the snyder cut of things we know this big event that's coming up and Fortunately for us, we have this really, really special guest here with us today, Mr. Fabian Wagner, or is it pronounced Wagner? Wagner, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know myself. We, we, were, we were debating, like, should we ask? Should we just say it? Okay, we're just going to flat out say it. So, Fabian Wagner. But it's, but it's Fabian. It's Fabian. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There you go. Right. Eunice, Fabian, as always. <laughs> Fabian Wagner, welcome. Please introduce yourself, introduce what you do. And since you are chilling with villains, you have to pick a villain name, any pop culture villain that you feel fits your persona. <laughs> He's like, yo, what? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> On set, especially. Uh, <laughs> uh, hi, guys. My name is Fabian. I'm a cinematographer, and I've also been a cinematographer for Zack Snyder for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Coming out HBO Max. March 18th. March 18th. <laughs> <laughs> but, Fabian, <laughs> I'm assuming you also got the, um, the virtual premiere invitation. Is that correct? I have. Uh, I have. That would have been really awkward if he didn't. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, There's no uh, way we should have gotten it. <laughs> so, we're, we're, so we'll see you on Monday. Um, but yeah, welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Um, I know, so again, with your name, you know, you were born in, in Munich, Germany, correct? Correct, yeah. And how long, because I know you went to school afterwards in England. So how long were you in Germany for prior to moving? And how did that sort of like... Was it sort of like a cultural shock for you, in a sense? Or how was that whole, like, experience? Yeah, sure, you know, I always wanted to move away. I always wanted to, to work in movies that were more international. So I wanted to get away from Germany. I didn't want to be too far away. So, unfortunately, America and Los Angeles was out of question because I love Los Angeles. Mm. And, uh, but it was just too far away. And so England, with its rich history of... Uh, especially, you know, amazing actors and um, amazing movies was sort of the next step. So I moved to England when I was about 21. Wow. Well, 20, 20. I've been here for, yeah, no, 21. I've been here for 21 years now. So. Oh, wow. And you just stay there, right? You're just like, yep, I'm here now. That's, where, you, it. that's where he hangs his cape. Well, yeah. I know. I mean, I've, 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 you know, I've, I've, yeah, I didn't plan on probably being that long, but, you know, I've, I mean, now I have a wife and I have a, a child here and, I've, you know, I live here. So, but, you know, obviously in our job, you know, you move around a lot. I spent uh, probably about four years shooting mainly in America and Canada. So I spent a lot of time over there, away from here. So, you know, you're constantly somewhere else. So, but yes, I call, I guess I call this home. Yeah. Right. Um, no, yeah. I mean, and, and you said, right, obviously you're a cinematographer. So, 
when I was doing my research, right, and I shouldn't I shouldn't use Wikipedia as my source of a <laughs> reference, but I used it anyway. But but this is why, right? So cinematographer or director of photography, sometimes shortened to DP or DOP, mind you, this is all Wikipedia, is the chief over the camera and light crews working on a film, television production, yada yada yada, right? In your own words, what is a cinematographer? Because I want to hear from you yourself, like what is the process like? How did you fall in love with it? Where does the creativity come from? Because this, when I was doing my research, I'm like, this is hard as shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like there's a lot that goes into yeah, this. this is a yeah. tough job. Well, I mean, you know, I've got there's a lot of questions there. Um, <laughs> I mean, first of all, you know, you've got a lot of visuals, right? So for me, it started, my dad was a painter. So from when I was a baby, I used to watch him paint. You know, he was an amazing painter. So I, from very early on, I fell in love with art itself and especially paintings and drawings. Um, spent hours and hours when I was a kid watching my dad paint. That was a pretty amazing experience. I didn't get any of those painting talents, unfortunately, but I did get a love for uh, visuals. And so early on then, I started taking photographs. My dad used to take a lot of photographs, so... He gave me his camera, I started taking photographs, and then, you know, I started to learn about moving images and always have been in love with movies. And so at some point, very early on, when I was about 14, the whole thing sort of came together and clicked in my head and was like, wow, cool, I can make visuals oh. for movies. That sounds pretty cool. And uh, uh, so, that's, so that's where it kind of came from. And then, you know, I, yes, it's a, it's a great job. I mean, you know, I feel like, you know, I mean, I feel like I'm incredibly lucky to have done the things I've done. I'm incredibly lucky to be working and to be making a living with this stuff. You know, I uh, I love shooting. I love being on set. I love the people. I love collaborating with people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I always say, like, you know, I'm just a kid with a crazy dream. And I still am that same kid with... It still is like a crazy dream to me sometimes, you know, because it's not something that I would consider like a... I mean, obviously, it's a job, but you right. know, if you compare it to a proper job, it's oh, 100%. It kind of, you love what you, know, it's you, love what you do, yeah. Yeah, that's what happens so, when you love what you do. It's yeah. like it, it, yeah. Of course, it's work, but you're you're sort of like I love doing this anyway, it so like it's, it's a benefit. Yeah. I love doing it, and I'm getting yeah. Paid I mean, look, no, I, I don't see this as a job. I, this this is basically my hobby, and yes, this you know, it can be incredibly hard. It can be really tough. You know. You, you work really long hours, you know, sometimes 18, 19, 20 hour days yeah. aren't unusual. You know, uh, you work, you know, you sacrifice a lot in this industry. I mean, I, I, I recently said to someone that, you know, I've basically missed every thing that normal people do in the first sort of 35 years of their lives. You know, yeah. I haven't been to any, uh, I haven't been to any, um, you know, stag do. I haven't been to any, Wedding, I haven't been to any birthday of any mates of mine. Wow. You know, I miss it all because of work. And so, you know, it's, you know, that, that can sometimes be quite, you know, not so great, you know. Right. And then also, yeah. you know, sometimes you probably, you know, you're away, you're away a lot from your family, you know, which can be pretty tough. So that's, that, it's not all um, roses, you know. Yeah. yeah. But would you, would you say now you sort of found... Um, well, I guess it's dependent, right, on the job you're working on. Sort of like a work-life balance, especially now. You mentioned you have a wife and a kid, and obviously that that takes a lot of um, 
you know, that's your family. They need attention just as much as, as you know, your your job. So do you think now more more in your life now you found sort of like a balance for that? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, I, you know, I mean, my family is my priority and especially, you know, my, my mom passed away a couple of years ago. Not, not, I wouldn't say like unexpectedly, but she wasn't old. She was only 70. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it kind of came out of the blue and it was a pretty horrible time for a couple of years. Yeah, and, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. It's, you know, and, and I miss her a lot, but, you know, it, it kind of makes you realize, you know, that things can be over before you think. Or, yeah, life is short. Right. So life is short and you, you know, I, I don't want to get up there at some point and be like, well, you know, I just worked all the time. You know, I love working, like I said, and I'm very lucky to work and I, I, I knock on wood, I hope that it continues yeah. because I do love it. But, um, but yeah, you know, I've, I've sort of, other things have, bec- have taken more of a priority to me now because, and, and you know, the reason why that happened and why I can have that priority shift now is because I did work, do nothing but work for 20 years of my life. So now I've got to a certain stage where I can choose my jobs a bit more and I can, you know, so, you know, so, so I'm very lucky in that, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, yeah, you were doing, you know, things such as, you know, Sherlock, and then obviously a, a small show on HBO. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. Oh, Game of Thrones? Game, that one, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Not, it's not really that popular in today's culture. I don't, I don't know why. Um, but you had, <laughs> But you had said something, um, because I was watching that, that case study, and I thought, so mind you, I don't know shit about cameras and lighting like that's for for our guy ariel over here. <laughs> so i was like when i was watching this i was still intrigued and i was very intrigued when you were talking about um the long night you know that that season eight episode where you were saying you know the shoot was physically exhausting um they say don't work with animals or kids we had everything times a hundred and <laughs> Just watching that scene, right, for us, for our entertainment, it's yeah. like, wow, look at this marvelous thing they created. Yeah. But then behind the scenes, everyone's just sort of like, it was a grueling experience. I am sure. exhausted. Yeah. How was that? Like, how is, because it kind of goes to what you were talking about before, right? And especially an episode like that, which was one of, it, it felt like a movie. Literally called The Long Night. I'm sure every <laughs> night felt like The Long Night. <laughs> the Long Night for them, for behind the scenes people. Oh, yeah. you know, I mean, sure, yeah. You know, it was tough. We were shooting 55 consecutive nights, so that's pretty tough, you know. So you know, it was, I would be on set for about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I would leave set about maybe 5, 5.30 in the morning. Sleep who? Uh, <laughs> well, no, you, you, just, you just sleep, you know, during the morning, basically, you know. I, I used to, But, you know, it was nice for me. My wife was there. She was working on it, too. Our dogs were there, so we would, like, you know, we would both go to work. We would bring the dogs along. Uh, the, I mean, the dogs were probably the ones who thought, what the fuck is going on? They were <laughs> uh, fucked yeah. up by that. And then, you know, we would, come, we would come home at five in the morning and I would go down to the beach and go, take them for a walk. Uh, wow. And then we go to bed at seven o'clock and then we wake up at two. You know, so it was just a bit switched around. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. And, you know, and yes, it was tough because it was Ireland. So, you know, we, we had like, you know, snow and wind and rain and we had like minus 10 degrees and sometimes it was so cold the, the, the gas pipes froze you know for the oh fire oh my goodness so, so that was pretty good but you know for me you know it, it was I, I always feel bad for saying it was really tough because for me it wasn't that tough I, I'm telling people what to do you know there's other guys <laughs> who have to take like 
He's like, don't take pity on me. Six hundred meters of cable run, you know, sixty-three yeah. on cable, which is that thick, you know, it's fucking heavy. They have to slide all the way across the field, or you know, the camera assistants have to push the cameras and all the trolleys to the mud. You know, that's really tough. Right. So I always feel guilty, but you know, in the end, you know, it, it was fun, and yes, it was tough sometimes, but you know, for, for it was a great experience. For the long night, what cameras did you go with for that when you were shooting those? What kind of cameras or film stock did you use for those? No, it was always digital, and it's always the Alexa. Okay. Uh, the Alexa has been my go-to camera personally, but also the go-to camera for Game of Thrones. They've been using that camera from season one. Oh, wow. Nice. Because you can, I'm sure, especially shooting at night, you could get a different kind of, uh, there's some advantages to use it to go on digital, I'm sure. Well, I mean, Game of Thrones is not a show that you could have shot in film. It would have been impossible. You know, I was shooting mm. four cameras a lot of the time, sometimes three cameras. Uh, sometimes four, three cameras most of the time, four cameras a lot of the time. Um, yeah, there's just no way we could have shot, shot that yeah. show. I love shooting film, um, but that show certainly benefited from from digital, uh, it would have been pretty yeah. impossible. Yeah, I, th I think, I think Fabian, you had mentioned um, as well, because of the um, time period that they're in in Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. it's like you guys are using more like just the natural lights are like around you, right? And also, you know, uh, candles and, and things yeah. like that, lamps to light up the room. Very natural that's lighting. Yeah, that's yeah. like, that's crazy to me. It's like, uh, how would you even work like that? We struggle with these powerful... Yeah, we, we struggle with <laughs> diffusing light in here. <laughs> no, no, I mean, look, I mean, Game of Thrones has the biggest lighting package I've ever seen. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And oh, It I just looks like, it just looks like it's all candles. So it's, you know, that's why that show is also so good. Yeah. But no, there's a little firepower there. So yeah, you, I'm sure. You, you had said something too, which I thought was funny, was you walked into like the throne room and you're like, how the fuck am I going to light this this place up? How did you get that? Like, yeah. where did it, because cause you, you had said something and, and I thought you cheated your way out of this answer because I want a real answer for this. <laughs> <laughs> where you were like, where you were like, oh, it all, it all sort of just came together. How? How did it all come together? Well, you know, first of all, I mean, you know, for... When I first came onto Thrones in season four, you know, that was the up to, I had shot a lot of stuff. I had a lot of experience then. But from a size point of view, that was the biggest thing I would ever right. do. I hadn't done anything of that size. And the throne room is literally as big as it fucking looks. It's not just a small right. set that looks big. It's actually massive. It's huge, you know. And so when you first get into something like this, plus you go into a show that's already been successful, you know, there's a certain yeah. kind of, yeah, you're a bit nervous, like, okay. It was starting you know, to really hit his peak. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. You don't know anyone, you know. So you kind of think, wow, I was a fuck, you know, this is a big location. This is better than, big, bigger than anything I've ever lit. You know, how are you going to do that? But things do just come together, and it is kind of a, you know, obviously you've got, I had the help of Tom Gates, my gaffer, you know, who's been who's very amazing with sharing ideas. Also, I could approach the others in the photographers who were there. And then also part of yourself, you know, is, you know, you've just spent a bit of time there and suddenly your ideas get going and, mm -hmm. and yeah. you become comfortable. So, you know, it is a process, obviously, that you go through. and A little bit of trial and error. Yeah, yeah everything's R&D. It wasn't like some magic intuition, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's looking at me like, yeah, you fucking idiot. Like, it's like it just happened, okay? I didn't cheat my answer. <laughs> he walked in there and go, no diffusers. <laughs> Let's keep it all there. 
Let mm-hmm. all the light pour in. But honestly, so Eunice still hasn't seen Game of Thrones. So we're gonna try. <laughs> we're gonna. Try, I don't. I know. No, no, no. I don't, know. don't, don't, don't feel sorry for me. I had all the time in the world. No, to I mean watch we're not it. gonna oh, we spoil anything. Feel, oh, but we I don't just, feel sorry. I just wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to ask Fabian if you've seen it in its entirety. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen every episode. Yes, okay. I mean I was a fan of it before. Oh, that's awesome then. He's like, but oh. I was a fan. I became a big fan when I started shooting it. In <laughs> he's like, oh, when I started coming yeah. on and doing my work, that's when I was like, after that, all the bastards. He's like, yeah, he's that's like, hard me. home, hard home. That's all me. Hard home is. I don't is... fucking rocks, man. Yeah, 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 let's go. <laughs> Yo, all I have to say for hard home is this: like, when I tell you, Fabian, when I tell you that was the only episode I've ever watched of any show where I stood up to watch it because I just couldn't take the last act. I was like. Someone's gonna die, wow. so, and and like, or many people are gonna die, and I'm gonna be upset and not go to work the next day. <laughs> and luckily, it didn't turn out that way. I mean, it went to shit, but yeah. it didn't turn out that way. And oh my, like, that's insane. And for most of those episodes, I think every episode you've done, besides the ones in season four, I believe you worked with um, a particular director, right? Miguel um, Sapochnik. Yeah, Miguel Sapochnik. <laughs> So was that something that was already coordinated? Like, did, like was he, you and him, like, oh, we, we, we just... Or did Dave and Dan go like, yeah, you two, perfect fit, keep doing what you're doing, you're coming back for more? No, no, David and Dan wanted me to come back after season four, and I was meant to work with a different director, but that particular director actually uh, dropped out mm. uh, like a couple of months before we started filming. Mm. So they were like, shit, we need to get someone, and they found Miguel, and so I ended up with Miguel, and it was like a match made in heaven, basically. We just became very good friends straight away. That's awesome, dope. That was lucky, lucky, lucky meet, and I'm very glad that we met, you know? How important is that re- uh, relationship for, like, a cinematographer with a director? Like, is it, like, does it, if, like, it, can, you, can you tell, like, oh, maybe they didn't get along just by watching something, or is it, like, more... It's hard. I think. I mean, I think it's hard to tell whether they didn't go along. I think it's you can tell when they really go along. Okay. Yeah. You can tell when it's great, but you can't tell (laughs) when it's great. You know. I mean, you know, it's 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 natural like any other relationship. You know, you have to meet the right person, and everybody's different, and creatively, everyone's different. So, you know. It's just something either it fits or it doesn't fit. And obviously, you still do a job even though you don't get on maybe sometimes or it's not mm-hmm. quite the right fit, but you still do a good job and you still do your best. But when it fits, like, you can tell, I think. Like, for example, Scandal in Belgravia with, with Paul McGuigan, you know, we had become really good friends on Sherlock. We had become really good friends for the episode. We And we, we had become, like, creative, like, partners in crime, basically. We had, like... We just both went like mad on what can we do to make this show yeah. awesome and we pushed each other. And I think you can really tell in that episode because that episode I think is really good. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Was that the episode? Um because I personally haven't haven't watched everyone's like watch Sherlock. Like I it's have. it's it's it. short. So like it's like what, like three episodes a season or something uh, like that? It's like something that's crazy, awesome. right? Yeah, that's crazy, dope. Yeah. They're like, I'm, Amber's like, what? But yeah. it's like, oh, but they're like an hour, hour and a half, half, two hours long. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but you had said something, and I had brought this up to Ariel earlier because I was like, what is that? What, what, are, what are we working on here? You experimented with flares on Sherlock, right? And Lens one particular flare. scene, you used a fishing wire that's on crazy. the back of the lens <laughs> that's for the crazy. scene. Yeah. So the scene where Watson gets drugged and like they, the case studies show that scene, so I got to see it. Mm. And I saw like, 
like the flare movement, I was like, wow, yeah. like I never, I, I, know exactly I would never it notice I'm it. Like, I, I can't so, imagine that's a fishing wire. It's crazy. It, it, so I'm assuming it's a technique that's been used prior, right? It's something that that's that's common. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't take any credit for that, unfortunately. He's uh, <laughs> like, yeah, that was on me. I, the fish net, yeah, on me. I used to fish back in the day, and this is what they call it the Wagner wire. The Wagner wire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that time, this has a ring to it. Uh, no, it's a, it's, it's a very old, it's actually a very old uh, uh, stills photography trick that okay. you know, and and so I just you know I was thinking about things to do, and I just tried it one day, and I think maybe. I think we were probably one of the first shows that have used that technique, maybe in TV or film. I know for a long, long time. I think that might be the only credit we can take. Nah, it's the Wagner. And there was a few people after us that did it too. Yeah. Uh, and nah, any, anytime I'm watching something with like flair, with lens like, flare, the, that's the not JJ Abrams anymore. It's the Wagner. Wire. Wagner. Wire. <laughs> Thank you very much. Put, put some respect, please. <laughs> But and you had also said something in that um, which resonated with me a lot because it's like, so you said honor what's been done before, but also change the things you thought didn't work that well. Plus, also adding your own stamp on it, and that's referring to you talking about you know obviously for Game of Thrones each season had about five DOPs, right? So it's like you can't really do much of your own things on Game of Thrones. You said you have more liberty with Sherlock, obviously because they brought you in, and it's like okay, you you're you're. Sherlock was more of a free roam, right? While Game of Thrones was more okay, like I have to sort of just stick to this thing. Is that is that true, or how does how does that work for you? No, I mean it's kind of true. I mean, I mean Sherlock's a free roam because just of the genre and Sherlock, you can do anything you want. Thrones is a very classic kind of show, classical, classic framing, classic setups. Um, so what I was trying to say is, you have to stay within if you're doing a show. You have to stay within the realms of, of that course, show, within yeah. that world. Yeah. But within that world, you can go anywhere you want. Right. Yeah. You know, some people go down here and some people go up here. It still stays within that thing. And that's where you put your own stamp on things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we've got a lot of things, you know, I think on Thrones, we've because we were lucky getting those big battle episodes, so we could... You, you know, had you had a lot of lot of range. out of it a little bit. So we made I think on Thrones we made that bubble maybe a little bit bigger, you know. Yeah. yeah, nice. yeah. What, what was your What's your absolute favorite shot? Do you have one, or do you have a tier of favorite shots that you have of yours, and Top are they five. framed in your home everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> because I know if it was me, that one of the Niking like this, bro, that's in the bathroom, that's in the shower, <laughs> like that's in the kitchen. I'm like, yeah, you see that? That was me. <laughs> No, there's more to life than that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm not wow, asshole. yeah, he's like, he's right, like, he's like, that's an aerial answer. Right there. <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, these, these Americans. Yeah, sure, but there's lots of nice. There's lots of, I think we've done lots of good frames on Thrones, you know. Oh, 100. Uh, percent Especially in the last night, Battle of the Bastards too. I mean, that when he, when the, when he's getting, when Jon Snow's getting charged. Uh, yeah, and with the sword. Yeah, yeah. The sword. yeah I mean, I like, I like that. I like that particular shot because when we shot it, because. When that came out, a lot of people were talking about, oh, CGI here, CGI there. It was all real, baby. The actual show was actually all for real, so yeah. 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 Kid Harrington got trampled <laughs> by horses. <laughs> like right here, confirmed. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask, too. I don't know if you, like, because Kid had come out and said that during that scene, like, he's very claustrophobic, so with those bodies piled up around him, how was he afterwards? Were he sort of like, like, like yeah, was, was, was everybody like, okay, Kid, like, you need to calm down? Or you're like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> we got the shot. Yeah, we got the shot. 
No, I think, I, to be honest, I can't remember, but what I do remember is, you know, we were all pretty charged up on that show, on that scene, and after shooting that, because we had, you know, I don't know, 500 people, 600 extras, you know, everybody in there, you know. We COVID, just COVID, COVID, COVID. We just, we just took that show, yeah, COVID. We just took that show of Kit coming up through the whole bunch and the mm-hmm. crane pulls up, you know, and that was a cool shot. And so we were all sort of excited. And then we were like, come on, kid, let's go, let's go down here and shoot that tramping thing. And so... I think everybody was just like, you know. That's awesome. Everyone said, fuck Kit's feelings. Yeah. <laughs> we just got a perfect shot. <laughs> he was always, he's always up for anything. Like, he's like the first one. If you say, Kit, lie down here in the mud and I'll stick a camera in your face and we get some people who trample on you. He's like, yeah, let's do it. That's Tom Cruise. Like, I have thoughts about it, but it's okay. Let, let's do it. Baby, how much, or oh, Fabian, excuse me. You see, I already messed up. Yeah, bro. Shit I've been looking at you. I was like, yo, yo man, Fabian, man, Fabian, Fabian, not like Fabian, that, bro. Fabian, okay. Fabian, how much time do we still have left with you? Because I know, I know, you know, you're, you're running a tight schedule. You have the, the, the press, the Zack Snyder's press. I know you have all this stuff. How much time do we have left with you right now? Well, 10 minutes, if that's right. 10 minutes. Perfect. Okay. Let's go over Zach's. Let's go over (laughs) (laughs) So I guess we'll just skip to the main event, right? Because what everyone listening is like, come on, hurry up. I don't care about Game of Thrones. (laughs) Nah, y'all better care about Game of Thrones. Nah, yeah. You you better start watching. Soon, soon. I got you. Um, So there's a rumor going around about you in the sphere. And I I don't want to be the one to spread it. Maybe I'm the one that started it. I'm just joking. <laughs> but did you? <laughs> no, you? You've heard it before, definitely. That you started tearing up when you saw the 2017 um, version of the whatever film that was, the fan-made film that was made in 2017. <laughs> I think I said that, didn't I? Oh, so you're the one that started the own rumor. I you started your rumor. <laughs> it was me. It was me the whole time. It was me. Um, uh, well, look, I think it was more, I actually can't remember exactly what happened. Uh, I think it was more <laughs> of a metaphor for, I mean, I'm a very emotional guy. And I do like to cry sometimes. Me too. Um, Same. Mm-hmm. I think it was more of a metaphor of saying that the movie that I saw in 2017 was nothing to do with the movie that I and Zach and the whole team had shot in 2016. Right. Mm. So... So, yes, it's kind of true. <laughs> it's okay because I, I cry too. Like We all cry. And I think that, that, that has to do with the effect that these films and, and series have on us. Yeah. Because it resonates. When it's, when it's shot well, when it's done well, written well, everything meshes and it really... That's the point of... Of filmmaking yeah. is to resonate yeah. with and, the person. And you said it yourself. I mean, like, right in the beginning of Justice League, you know, after watching Man of Steel and BBS... Like right in the beginning of Justice League, you you already knew. You're like, that's yeah. not, yeah. not, I, not I, As soon as I started watching, I'm like, wait, this yeah. looks so, weird. And and right, Zach has his own. And you you had said what you had a two hour meeting with him, right? And that's how and they they called you up after that, and that's how you got the the job for this. Because Larry Fong was working, he worked on Man of Steel and and BVS. And so far from the trailers, I know Steel was actually someone else. Um, was it Fong? No, it wasn't Fong. From it, wasn't Fong. it was somebody else. I think. Wow. It was I'm, I'm just gonna. I mean, Mokri, who's an amazing DP too. But yeah. no, obviously Larry is Larry is uh, is uh, Zach's usual DP. So I was very lucky to get in there. I know Larry well and met him quite a few times. And he's a, he's an amazing DP and he's someone I've always admired from a cinematography standpoint. And obviously Zach is someone I've always admired from a director's point of view. I've always loved his film. So to actually to be able to shoot with him was awesome, you know, and amazing. And yes, I think in the beginning I seriously couldn't believe that. 
I'm shooting that movie with him, you know. Right. Yeah. 100%. How, how fun was it using IMAX cameras? Have you guys used those? <laughs> we didn't use IMAX. We were shooting on the Super 35. So we were shooting the whole... The full frame. frame, full frame style. I, I was like, I was like, I don't know what it means, yeah. but it does sound super. Yeah. It does sound really big. <laughs> We're shooting a full frame, and so the IMAX conversion is being done after, but that works really well. That's quite a common thing these days. Yeah. Um, IMAX is pretty cool. IMAX is also pretty, you know, it's 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 big, it's big cameras, and so no, we didn't do that. Mm -hmm. My my thing is how does redemption feel right now? <laughs> because I, I can't imagine, for us as fans who've been asking for this, like it feels good for us, but I can't imagine for the people that actually worked on it, worked on it yeah. and actually, because 100%, you, you know, I, I was joking around earlier with the whole, you know, tearing up and watching, but it, it, you're very, very much in the right. So, because imagine something you worked hard on, you know, something that you felt came out really, really well. And then you go and watch it and it's like, it's, yeah. A fucking piece of shit. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, say what it is. It's yeah. a fucking piece of shit. So for you, it must be like, thank you. Like I cannot wait to to show you know because this is your vision as well. Yeah, of course you know the overall theme like you know Terrio writing, <clears throat> Zach directing. But you know if it wasn't for some of your shots, yeah. you know the movie wouldn't feel complete. So how does that redemption arc feel? Well, you know, first of all, I'm just super happy for Zach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Zach is probably one of the nicest people you could ever meet, and obviously also super talented. Um, but he's just a, a very, very, very nice person. Like it's, you know, and we must not forget that he's been through a huge personal tragedy. One hundred percent, yeah. Because yeah. the reason why he actually stepped away from the movie, so you know, that's another reason why all of this happened. So to me, that's always, so it's a bit bittersweet because to me, that's always in the back of my head, you know? Yeah. And the horrible stuff that he's been through in the last few years. Um, so now that he was able to finish this, I think it's amazing, which is one reason why I'm so super grateful to this movement and to the fans because it's something that's never happened before. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's history. The director has a chance to actually edit the film again to the point of, how they were going to do it four or five years ago. You know, that's pretty amazing that that's happened. Yeah. Uh, and so, yes, of course, I feel happy that I'm going to get to see the movie that I shot with Zach. You know, we spent a long time. We spent 125 days shooting. We spent a long time talking about it. We spent a long time prepping it. You know, I had, I've said this on multiple occasions, I've had the best time of my life shooting with Zach. You know, that experience working on this movie. Um, so, yes, I feel... You know, I'm just very, very happy that Zach gets to do his movie the way he's always, you know, I remember the first meeting I had, he told me everything about this film. Mm -hmm. Nice. And so I knew what this film would have been like, and obviously to see it completely different was not what I expected and not what I wanted. And so to know now that this is what, he's, what we've done is great. That's awesome, awesome, man. So, uh, Fabian, almost did it again. I caught myself perfect. <laughs> Fabian, before we let you leave, we just have a couple of fan questions here. Do you have them pulled up? Yes. Oh, okay, you better. Okay, so one question asks, uh, what were the challenges, challenges faced as a cinematographer working on a huge CGI-heavy movie? He's like, none. I'm so good at this. <laughs> Wagner Wire, dude. <laughs> Wagner 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 everything's Wagner. a challenge, you know. Everything's a challenge. Uh, but... I don't call them challenges as a challenge. I think they're just, you know, it's things that you learn, things that you, there's people that you collaborate with. It's, it's, it's more of an opportunity to 
learn and to work with people and to create something. You know, I love that. You know, I, I, I've done a lot of CGI. There's a shitload more that I need to learn, but I love doing it and I enjoy doing it. And it was a great experience on Justice League doing it with those guys, you know, because they're awesome and, and, and they know what they know their shit. Hmm. So, and the same with the Thrones guys, you know, so two very different teams, two very different looks, but both, you know, I think work really well. So, no, I don't, I don't call it, it's a challenge, but it's more of an opportunity to, to do, to create something, you know? Yeah. So it's a great answer. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> Basically what I said, but elaborated. Like, I'm the shit. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, another question. This is actually a Game of Thrones question. It says, uh, what's, what was your favorite episode to DP? On Game of Thrones, yeah. On Thrones. Well, I enjoyed all my Thrones episodes, which is the reason why I came back every season, you know. Um, uh Probably, I would say that my favorite episode is episode 10 of season six, Winds of Winter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my goodness. Fantastic. What an episode. Fantastic episode. <laughs> all, the, all the green. That, that's all you need to know. You just I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just like, wow, the winds of winter. That sounds crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should start watching it. I think Ronnie did an amazing job with the music. You know, the opening that we shot was very different to Thrones. We, it, it just had no, a whole No dialogue, people. right? That one started with no dialogue, I believe. No dialogue yeah. at all. That yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so. That's crazy. Maybe one more question? Yeah, I'll get one more question. It says, okay, uh, in terms of color palette, uh, what's your inspiration? Like, I guess in terms of like figures in the past or in the f just what's your inspiration for color palettes in whatever project you work with? I mean, that's tough. I mean, you know, it's always different. You know, mm -hmm. every movie, every TV show you do is different. So you get inspired by different things. I mean, I do... I do watch... There's a couple of movies that I watch before I start any job. And, and most of the time those jobs have nothing to do visually with what I'm doing uh, or with the movie that I love. Like one of my favorite movies is In the Mood for Love, right? Mm. Wonka Wai. And uh, the, the colors in that movie and the framing and the composition in the movie is just unbelievable. Uh, I, I, I suggest to anyone to watch that movie. It is on HBO Max. It down. <laughs> We're going to watch this right after this. It's on HBO Max. And, uh, so. And and the colors are beautiful, and 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 so I always watch that just as a and it, even as it has nothing to do with what I'm doing, I just watch it as an inspiration of the things that you can do, because it's so fucking good in that film. That's and awesome. then there's a few things about that. So, but yeah, it's it's it depends on what you're doing. Actually. That's yeah. awesome, yeah. Fabian. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, man. We, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate you. A, you know, teaching us, or at least myself, more about cameras <laughs> and lighting and. How that all plays out because again cinematographers you know they are they are um behind the scenes but doing a lot of it like yeah. if, if it w the scene wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for a cinematographer exactly. yeah, of course the, so the, the the catalyst of the director's vision exactly so thank you for that oh, we're all still learning we're all still learning <laughs> uh, but, but I'm to he's like, humble, he's like i'm a jedi but i'm a padawan <laughs> 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 but, and, and also just um, enjoy Monday. Enjoy yeah, yeah, uh, Zach's vision and, and, you know, your work on Monday. And I, I'm sure the diehard fans are, are going to enjoy it. And hopefully if we're lucky enough. I hope so. That's what it's for. That's what it's for. Thank you guys for fighting for it. 100 yeah, yeah. percent, and hopefully, um, hopefully we'll get a two and three, and hopefully Zach will, will bring you back for that as well. Get the Wagner wire, it, of course. Two more films. Two more films. Wagner wire. Two more films. But yeah, yeah. Also, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, um, comment down any other things you want to uh, say 
to Fabian, and it is confirmed he did cry. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks again. Thanks for coming on, man. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you know when it's uh, when it's up and everything, and I'll send you all the details. Uh, no, we'll, we'll do it again. That was fun. I like you guys. We'll do it again at some point. Stay in touch.